We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Brian, your distributor of gummy bears this week. Ooh. Your eyes literally lit up when I just said gummy bears. I like gummy bears. Yes, you do. And I have some at home. No, you don't. Not telling you where. No, you don't. (laughs) You have gummy bears at home? Maybe. Don't buy that other kind you bought last week or two Okay, we're not talking about that again. Okay. Just saying. Move on. They have an impact on you. So what's up in our world? Uh, I've taken a giant step back away from social media. Mm. I used to post twice a day, used to post memes, used to post thoughts, that kind of stuff. And our church home group is listening to a podcast. It has absolutely nothing to do with social media, nothing at all. And in that podcast, the host said that we've allowed online people to rate us. Mm. And you talk about a veil lifting from my eyes because my heart gets wrapped up in likes and loves and laughs and shares. Mm. And I said, that's what's been happening. I've been allowing people on social media to rate me. And then how I think about myself translate, it comes from whether or not X number of people like something, love something. So I've stepped back from social media and I got to be honest, I'm in a much better headspace. You are. I can tell I'm happier. I am uh, more focused. I'm reading more. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not constantly reaching for my phone for that little hit of, Oh, did this person like this? Oh, did that person like it? Mm-hmm. Or why did this person like it and not love it? Why did that person like it and not share it? So I'm, I'm kind con- so that's very good for me. Now I will stay on social media in order to promote the podcast. So so if you want to keep up with what's going on in our world, you need to listen to the podcast. Gotcha. So, how about you? I am happy to report that my disdain for chocolate post-COVID has released its grip just a little bit. Oh. I'm still not. Hang on, hang on. You hear that? That's the sound of angels. Oh. <laughs> it's the sound of all the chocolate companies, though. <laughs> so. It's not it's not my go-to like it used to be, but that's probably good because I ate a lot. Do of you know chocolate. how much chocolate we have in the house right now? It's not important. There's, okay. it's good. A girl always needs an emergency stash. But <laughs> I could get through twenty of chocolate of chocolate. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but you like white chocolate right now? Right now, I do. I really like white chocolate, hot chocolate. Has been my go-to in the evenings. It's very relaxing. And you've been doing hot chocolate with these chocolate bombs. Am I right or no? Yeah, I did one. How so, was it? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Y'all, her eyes just went in the back <laughs> of her head. It was really good. My actual favorite is just to take about a third of a packet of chocolate mix, stir it into some hot milk, and then top it off with some whipped cream. So kind of a scaled back Hot chocolate, but it's very relaxing. Can I just go on record and say something? Mm-hmm. My disdain for kale will never leave. Got it. Okay. Just Good want to, to make know. that clear. Okay. okay. So what have we been doing a lot in February? Uh, puzzles, games, 
reading books. Just trying know. to break up the monotony well, of winter. Yeah, snow, cold, ice. We had a morning that actually read six degrees. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. And it felt like what outside, Mr. St. One. One degree. That's the day you don't go out in your shorts to get the paper. Well, there's that. Freeze your toes <laughs> off. So... But, yeah, we've been doing fun stuff. Just you know, There's nights when we just sit around. We'll watch TV or the Olympics. or It's coming. So there's that. So she's very excited about that. So. You really want to talk about, here we are talking about leadership, a topic that's very passionate for me, very close to my heart. Which is why I think we should talk about it. I've written two books about leadership, Leadership Endurance, and which focused on Lincoln, Grant, FDR, and then also Churchill. Then I wrote a book called Be Like Dad, which had 50 leadership lessons in it that my dad taught me. It has 50 stories in it. So leadership's a big – and I write something about leadership every single day for the leaders of PAR. Mm-hmm. So it's a big part of, uh, of who I am. But here's what I think people would be curious <clears throat> to know, <clears throat> perhaps, maybe. How do we determine what parts of our life are public versus private? What would you say is off limits? Don't call me after about nine o'clock unless somebody's dead or there's a building on fire because I'm asleep. So time. Sometimes your time is off. Yeah, limits. sometimes the time. But you, you. But as a leader, you have to realize, too, that you also surrender that. You do. Yeah. You surrender that. So what's part is off limits? I'd say conversations between you and I would be off limits. Sure. If I, you know, and people have come up and said, hey, I saw you whisper with her. What was said? Well, none of your business. None of your or I business. would have said it into the microphone. You know, and, yeah. none, and so uh, that's off limits. Certain character traits that you and I both know, they're there is this tendency with some people, I don't want to say all, to be very honest to a fault about their spouse in social circles. We have a, a rule with each other. We do not dress down the other. Never. In public. In public. Never. At all. So there, when you refer to certain conversations, there are also certain things that we're not going to we're not going to go there in me, front right. of a group of people. Correct. Or I will never complain about you on social media. No. When I see people do that on so, on Facebook, it or, makes me cringe. I'm like, why are you complaining about your spouse on social? Go have a conversation. And my suspicion is this: is that their relationship with their spouse isn't strong enough to sustain a real conversation. So they're going to go complain about on social media. And here's my thought. Don't you think that post might lead to an argument? Yeah. You're just laying dynamite down and lighting the fit. Just go have a conversation. Yeah. For Pete's sake. Very passive aggressive, but yeah. Well, there, there you go. Uh, what else is off limits? I'd have to say is uh, personal choices, like where we go to church, what we eat, uh, the size of my waistline, uh, like, how the color of your hair. Money. Like I remember we went, we were on the book tour or, or I know I don't think we're on a book tour. We were consulting and we went back somewhere to people we knew. And a woman came up to you and said, honey, if I had your hair, I'd dye it. I wanted to slap her in the next week. <laughs> All that went from the bottom of my feet, top of my head. Why do people think they have the right to just come up to you and say, whatever's on like, like they'll come up to me and say this, you've lost some weight. I can tell it in your face. Really? 
well, you're ugly, and I can tell that you ain't done anything about it. I don't. Do you feel better now? <clears throat> okay. But Maybe. why do people, so those are areas that I would say would be off limits. Yeah. Have some cooth, have some. We uh, can talk about that more in a minute. So. Okay, all right, go ahead. I think what you're referencing, bless him, y'all, um, resist the urge to explain every decision and choice. Is that kind of what maybe you're getting at? We don't feel the need to justify every vacation we take or how we, we've done this before. And some very good friends leaned in and said, that's not your role. Your role is not to explain to people that you go to Disney World and that your company does not pay for it. Well, there was a whisper. Because it's really nobody's business. We got messages and whispers and people like, well, now, did y'all pay for that, or did the, the ministry pay for that? We pay for that. But these friends were right in their in their speaking truth to us and saying the answer to that is silence hmm. because that's really nobody's business. At the end of the day, how we spend our money as leaders. Now, get this. We try to be very responsible in how we use the the money that's given to us but we're no different than any other person in that respect and it's kind of our business so and also who we spend time with who we choose to be our friends who we choose to have in our lives we're we're not going to justify that other people we have a tendency that if certain people get like thrown to the side we will usually lean into those people and, mm-hmm. and it makes people raise an eyebrow. Yeah. It's just who we are because the least of these. Yeah, the least of these. So, Miss Kayla. I would say something that's important to us is protecting other people's character. And what I mean by that, you've probably heard us reference or will continue to hear us reference a hint towards a certain topic or a certain situation, we may not share all of the facts in that situation because other people's messy might be off limits. That's exactly if right. we do not have permission to share an entire situation, we will try to paint a big enough picture for you that helps you to understand because this may honestly involve someone on our team. This is not just personal family members sometimes it is sometimes it might reflect someone who is currently on our team or has been on our team and we value those relationships we cherish those people enough that as a leader you are championing someone else and you can do that really well or you can cause a lot of hurt so we're not going to put their messy out there even as we try to help teach a lesson about a particular situation. I will say this as a leader, and this is not, let me just say as a leader, I want to set a good example of loving you well, because other leaders need to see that their spouses need to be important, not just their career. Mm. You don't sacrifice your career, your, your, your family for your career. That's wrong. Cause one day that career will end. Yes. And so I want them to see me loving you well. Uh, <clears throat> biggest joys in leading an organization. Uh, one changed lives for us. Yeah, we hear from people weekly, daily, that your ministry did this, your ministry did that for me. 
that's a joy for me. It reminds me that I'm not wasting my life here. I'm not just having meetings. That those meetings that I'm having lead to something that happens over here that leads to something to a, to a changed life. That's mm-hmm. big for me. Uh, seeing team members thrive. Mm. Seeing them enter the room with having no self-confidence, not believing that they can do something. And then in like two or three years, they're flying like eagles. I love that. Love that. And then seeing the mission achieved where we work, uh, where we serve, it's that we want to create and deliver experiences that inspire people to live passionately for Jesus Christ. And I get to see team members do that every single day. I get to watch you do that every single day. So those are three of the biggest joys that I get to have as a leader. Yeah, I I think we've made this clear, but for those that perhaps are newer listeners, we work for the same organization. Our offices are 20 steps apart. And so I get to work with my best friend every single day. And I just, I do, I love that. I get to watch him use his gifts Growing leaders, casting a vision, inspiring us to pursue our mission, which our mission, it's a living, breathing thing. What makes me proudest of working at PAR is that it's not just some dusty plaque that hangs on the wall. We live it. We live it. Everything filters through that. Will we inspire people to live passionately for Christ? So I love that. And then... We have formed some genuine friendships and done a lot of life together with some of the team members that we have at PAR. And that is, to your point of changed lives, not only have we seen lives changed by those we interact with, listeners and donors to our ministry, but we've even watched some team members thrive Mm. and grow, get married, have babies, become leaders themselves. I mean, it's just, it's a real privilege to get to do life with friends. And we've got some real good ones in PAR. I agree. But every joy also has a challenge. So what would you say has been been your biggest challenges in leading an organization? I mean, you're one of the top dogs. It's (laughs) got to come with, I would say, some stress of some form. Complaints. Mm. I'm going to say complaints. Complaints are, it's... It's actually criticism. I'm a person that wants to make everybody happy. I want to make the whole room happy. When I walk out of the room, I want to leave you on a high. Well, COVID took care of that for COVID you. took care of that for me. So so criticisms, in a sense, can often be like a cut because I'm not leaving you feeling good. Mm. But I've had to learn that's the price of the chair. And Steve Jobs says that if you want to make everybody happy, go sell ice cream. Don't be a leader. That's what he said. But in today's mm-hmm. gluten-free environment, I don't think that. Well, would with happen. all the flavors, someone so, will be unhappy. So there's that two. You have to learn to love uphill. And what I mean by that is that every day presents its own new challenge. Mm. There's never a plateau whenever you're a leader and there's never downhill every day you have to climb that part of the mountain. And you have to be comfortable with this truth. You're never going to reach the top. Nope. Because that mission should be something that is eventually unattainable, but it it keeps you on an endless journey. Mm. 
for me also seeing you pay the price for the chair that I sit in because I'm the EVP. Uh, people treat me a certain way, and because they they treat me a certain way, they're going to treat you a certain way. And that kills me because that's not fair to you. But you said I do to me 28 years ago. So I sure did. So that's, and I see that hurt you. I see that upset you. I see that that can crush your heart. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm thankful that you're on this 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 journey with me, my darling. Absolutely. I'm going to speak to this two ways because I am a team member. It's about to get real here, y'all. At PAR. Real, real. Maybe not. No pressure. But I'm also a wife of a leader. So the first thing I would like to say is please let's all remember, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully broaden your thinking here just a little bit. When you think leader, think of my bee who leads an organization, but also think of your pastor of your local church. Mm. Think of someone who's an administrator of a hospital or their leaders are everywhere. Leaders are... Think of a government official. Yes, leaders. I was about to say leaders are people who help to make our world a better place. That person has feelings too. Be careful not to make things personal, no matter how unhappy or how much you may disagree from a local level all the way up to a government level. Please let's remember that anything you say to or about that person, they have feelings. They're not bulletproof. They're not made of steel. They also can be hurt And it can create an environment for them that is just unsustainable if you are constantly attacking the work that they are doing. And I'm not saying that we are there. We're not. We're not. But I have watched countless times when leaders I care about, especially the ones sitting across from me, have been told things like, well, you caused this, or you did this, or how dare you do that to me? Maybe take a step back and look at the circumstances that that leader is up against, that you're not a party of one, especially in an organization that could be anywhere from the size of our organization, 65-ish people, to a church that could be 400 people, to a government that's thousands of people. The world does not revolve around one person. So when you, need, when you feel the need to say that thing or attack that issue, I encourage attacking the issue, not the person behind it. Mm. The second thing that's challenging for me as a wife is seeing the stress and the toll that leadership takes. Yes, there are the great moments where... As I alluded to, you get to see someone grow. You get to see them stretch stretch their wings and fly out of the nest and go from being just a part-time team member to a leader of a team. And you can say, I had a tiny part in that. But at the same time, there's the burden of carrying everyone who's in that nest and making sure that all the moving parts and all the people are taken care of. There are a thousand decisions that a leader has to make. 
that quite often themselves is the last part of, of the equation. They're thinking of the least of these. And in order to care for the least of these, they're going to have to chap the hide of some people who really don't agree with the decision. And then finally, from a personal standpoint, both as a team member and as a wife, I've had to accept that I'm not one of the guys. And what do I mean by that? I've learned that it's like when a preacher walks into a room. The conversation may change. Mm. The tone of the room changes. You can feel that awkward silence for a few seconds. People look away. People look away. Or I've had people walk out of the room, which is okay. But I think it's just challenging to accept sometimes that you're just not one of the guys. They're not going to cut loose with you. Now, some do, and I love those team members who see me just as Kayla I have a dear friend at one of our stations, and this is about to blow everyone's impression of me, and I'm okay with that. This friend and I will quote the entire movie Dumb and Dumber. Yes, you will. Yes, you both will. we just are who we are. And I sit there with my jaw on the floor. (laughs) Because you and Gabe Duncan sit there and quote this back and forth. And you know what? I love those moments. And then we all share memes back and forth about it. It's delightful. And I'd rather have a thousand of those moments than the people who are afraid that anything they say in front of me is going to get them fired. Now, there's a line, and this is where it's hard, is, you know, you don't get to rip loose on my spouse and not expect me to want to come at you with a flamethrower. But at the same time... I love the team members that we work with that realize I'm just one human who's just as flawed, probably 10 times more so, and just wants to get to know them and do life with them. And that's how we make it work, is when we get to that point Mm. with each other that we say, you know what, we're sharing a common mission, a common purpose, and hey, if you like Dumb and Dumber, we're going to share a whole lot more. Baby, it's out of control. Our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, every I agree with everything that she... King. Oh, sorry. Back to the podcast. Y'all, we have these <laughs> chat groups at PAR, and there's like 20 people in this particular chat group, and they'll get started sharing these dumb and dumber things back, and it will blow up that chat group for like two hours. And? Okay. Let me say this. When you become a leader... You have to surrender certain areas. And you need to go find friends outside of the organization. You really do. Yes. And so we have friends outside the organization. Who we don't talk work with. Who we don't talk work with. Because there's a whole other side of life that needs to be lived away from your work life. Now, is work important? Yeah. Am I called to it? Yeah. Is it a huge part of my life? Yes. Uh, Yes, it is. But I also need to have friends that I can laugh with, I can tell jokes with, that I can talk about sports with, and that kind of that stuff. That can keep us humble. Yes. Yeah. So um, I will say this. Leadership is worth it. And you're built for it, B. Well. You are. 
It just, we'll it out. would be a terrible thing for you to not embrace what God has called you to do. PAR is better today for the gift that you have been to it. You're going to make me cry. We need to end this. Okay. Thank you for that. That's something else that you need to get used to as a leader too. People aren't always going to thank you. That's fine. Recognize that. But thank you, darling. You're welcome. I love you. Ma. Stop it. Stop it. I'm stopping this. Stop it. (laughs) Killing me. (laughs) <laughs> you can subscribe to the peas and carrots podcast on apple google or wherever you get your podcast or contact us at peas and carrots podcast.com or on facebook search for peas and carrots podcast for more about the peas and carrots podcast and to reach out to brian and kayla visit peas and carrots podcast.com <laughs>